Hello everyone and welcome to 1v1 with Boss Rush Games. I'm your host, Celeste Roberts. Today I have the pleasure of interviewing JD, founder and host of The Loser Podcast, wherein he covers all the horrors of the video game world from people to the settings themselves. Hey, good evening JD. Hello, how are you? I'm good. It's, it's Thursday when we're recording and that's the part of the week where I kind of feel like I've hit a wall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, waiting for the weekend. Yeah, how, how about your week? How's that been? It's been pretty, you know, normal. Just at-home stuff, like I said. I'm a stay-at-home dad, so it's teaching my son, other, pretty much that. <laughs> what are some of the biggest challenges being a stay-at-home dad that you've faced? Um... Pretty much I've faced with that is like coming to the reality that kids don't stay kids forever. And once you start seeing them, like it's a, it feels good to watch them grow. But once you see them grow, it starts to make you sad seeing them like get older. <laughs> yeah. Probably how your parents felt, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. I like, I'm, I feel like most parents would be like that too. Do you like to play video games with your son? Like, I know he probably can't really hold anything or, or maneuver that well, but with him watching you playing anything? Uh, I, I would like him to. He's starting to understand, like, who Mario is. Anytime he'll see a picture of Mario, he'll say it. So, like, he's, he's easing his way in there. Oh, that's really cute. And... I really like that you try to involve him in your hobbies because mm -hmm. I think it's important for kids to see what, what makes their parents tick. <laughs> what, what are their interests as well? Yeah, I, I definitely agree. I mean, he's a monster truck kid. I play monster trucks with him. So he, he can like some of my stuff too. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. Does he like to watch any particular shows? Uh, he, right now he's into this blippy show. I'm pretty sure a lot of people know about that. Is it that character who has glasses and a hat, like a striped hat or something? Yeah, and he wears like blue and orange. Mm -hmm. Yep, he's really big into that right now. Oh gosh, do you see yourself starting a YouTube channel with like a family vlog? That would be kind of fun. I, I haven't thought about that yet, but like when he was a lot smaller, I was doing YouTube. And I thought it would have been like I, he is in one of my videos. Like it's about how me and my wife met and all of that stuff. And, uh, I, I mentioned at the end, like like him being born and stuff, and I show him in the video too. Oh wow! I didn't know you had a YouTube channel. Yeah, I I don't really do much on it. I'm still trying to make time to do it, but I mean, right now podcasting is something that I would much rather do because it's not not gonna say it's just easy because it's like all research and stuff like that, but it's more it, it works with what I'm doing. Yeah, you don't have to have all this video or photo footage to edit in addition to the audio, right? Right. So, I mean, if I want to add some random things, that's fine. The only thing I really edit is like my, like random noises I make, like clearing my throat and stuff like that, or if I mess up. So that's the only thing I really have to worry about. Yeah. Being human kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> well, I discovered you probably around the time you started the Loser Podcast. Yeah. Um, gosh, I, I don't remember what I was searching for that I found you, but I, I'm sure I mentioned to you what I what I was looking for when I was looking up different stories, probably like Resident Evil stuff. 
It, yeah, it could have been because that was still pretty early. Or, or I like I think it because like I know you do stuff with uh, another Zelda podcast. Mm-hmm. I think it was when I released the episode about um, like Sheikah's dark secret and stuff like yeah. that. I thought that was so cool, and I really love how you cover not just horror games, but like I mentioned in your title, just the horror aspects of games that don't really fall into that all-encompassing genre, but have some scary moments in them. Yeah, and that's that's the one thing I, I want to implement is stuff like that, because Zelda is by far my favorite game, like, out of even horror games and stuff like that. I love Zelda, I love Mario, I grew up on like all of those games. So that's pretty much like a soft spot for me. So I tried to figure out ways to like implement them in my episodes and stuff, which is why I recently did the Ben Drowned one as well. That is an epic creepypasta. (laughs) I know. I I love that. I was thinking about finding other Nintendo related ones too, because I think that would be awesome to kind of jump in there because a lot of people did like that episode. So Oh, yeah. Thank you for doing it. And thank you for all the time and research you put into these episodes. You're welcome. It. I'm not going to say it's my favorite part, but I do like to learn about the games that I play and stuff like that. So, like, not just teaching, like, other people, like, horror, like, the stuff about horror games. Like, I'm learning, too. Like, I don't know everything like that. So, like, any game that I, like, I don't um, do episodes on games that I haven't played. I always play the game and then if there's something that's intriguing to me then i try to make an episode about it gosh i don't know how you have time <laughs> i i don't because i i thought maybe okay well maybe he's just researching this game even if he hasn't played it so i didn't realize you go the full the full nine yards <laughs> <laughs> well mostly right now the stuff that i do have is stuff i've already played um there was a something that i talked about a couple days ago, which like trying to contact that, um, that gaming company, I haven't played it, but I plan on it. So that's like, while they're helping me or like waiting on that, or I'm waiting on them to help me with, uh, all of their like stuff. They're going to help me like story wise with, I'm going to run through it while that's happening. So that has to be a different way of producing and preparing an episode from what you're used to, right? Uh, yeah, normally I've already like, cause I looked up the game already and it has nothing. It's such a brand new game that I can't find any backstory, not even like people trying to make up something like lore wise or theory, stuff like that. Like it's so brand new that I went straight to the actual company itself to talk to them about it. Have you done that before with any of your episodes? Nope. That was the first one. Well, kudos to you. That is awesome <laughs> that you're shooting your shot like that. Yeah, I know. I, I like I, I told my wife about it. I was like, that's the first time I've ever done that. Like, I mean, my very first season with Outlast, I actually did get contacted by Red Barrels, but that wasn't me contacting them. Because like that was like a huge accomplishment for my very first season. So that felt really good. <laughs> Oh gosh, I just like I can't wait to dive in because this is so cool. Because <laughs> you have you have you've been doing this for a little over a year, right? Yep, uh, year December fourteenth. Wow, that's awesome. So, I want to know about some of your earliest memories of video games because that um, 
like a big pastime of yours. Uh, earliest things from gaming, I do remember. Like uh, when I was a kid, I used to have like a room downstairs, and like my uncles and everybody would play like Nintendo and stuff in the living room. I'm pretty sure I was like six years old, and for some odd reason, remember this, but like I couldn't sleep one day. I walked out into the living room. My uncle was playing Super Mario 3. So, like, he, he just let me sit there and watch him play. Like, I, I never played yet. Like, I didn't start playing until Super Nintendo came out. Um, the very first game I had ever played was Zelda. My dad went to go get us dinner one time, and he left his uh, Super Nintendo one that had uh, a link to the past on it. And I remember just picking it up and playing it for the first time because I watched my uncle play video games, and I was like, okay, well... This looks kind of fun. And then not too long after that is when I saw my dad leave and I was like, okay, I'm going to give this a shot. So the very first game I ever played was uh, Zelda, A Link to the Past. And that's like one of the fondest memories of mine because that's what actually started me playing. Oh, um, that's such a good game. <laughs> um, the very first horror game I've ever played was Silent Hill for PlayStation. I remember it <laughs> um when I was like 12 years old, I played it for the first time and I was like so into it that like I like cuz I I would always have to look up when I when I, I was playing cuz I would sit on the floor and my TV's like up on an entertainment center. My neck ended up getting stuck like that <laughs> from looking up all the time that I it, like it hurts so bad, but I just I couldn't put it down. Oh man, that's I haven't played any of the Silent Hill games, but I've listened to some of your episodes where you touch on it, mm -hmm. and it sounds really good. It's it's definitely really good. Very atmospheric up until you hit like four. Once you hit four, is when it starts to change. Like four is good, but after that, it just it's not so atmospheric anymore. But yeah, the one through three, I loved a lot. Four was all right. After that, I just kind of fell off. I still played them, but just fell off. Do you like any other types of horror mediums? Uh, I, me and my wife, actually, most of the time when we say, hey, do you want to watch TV? It's always mostly horror stuff <laughs> more than anything else. If we can't find anything like horror, we'll end up watching like, comedy horror or just comedy stuff like that yeah um anything like that is really cool i we love movies we watch them all the time i can't tell you how many i've saw be, be like with me and her just sitting there watching them what are some of your favorite ones a nightmare on elm street is by far my most favorite horror movie i love all of them they're all really good I will say, like, most of your, like, or, uh, like, earlier slashers are, like, really my favorites. Like, I do like newer ones, but I think you can't really capture the stuff that they did because they weren't using, like, CGI and stuff. And if they were, you couldn't even tell that it was so proppy that, like, everything they had looked real. Well, in a sense, until you realize it was a mannequin. But other than that, yeah, like, majority of my favorite movies are really, like, earlier ones. Unless we find that one movie that just happens to be really good which is very rare but we'll well we like some sometimes and then it's just like we'll just watch it to watch it 
So what is it about horror that you like so much? Uh, when I was a kid, it was always the adrenaline of it, like being scared. And like, obviously, as a kid, that adrenaline is going to turn into fear. But uh, as you get older, you realize not all of that stuff is real. And uh, the aspect of still having that possibility of being scared is what like I like the most like haunted houses. Me and my wife go to those two, like just the adrenaline of being scared <laughs> is, is just a really good feeling. Um, basically like being like playing on stage for the first time, like it's a high you can't really get from anything else. Oh, do you, do you play instruments? Uh, I, yeah, I play guitar. I didn't know that. That's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, I used to play in a band. Uh, around that time, actually, Nick and Matt were in a band together, too. Well, yeah. Okay, so what kind of music did you play? We uh, played, like, a lot of the, like... we I played metalcore-type music, so it's, like, the heavier screaming stuff, but actually Nick and them did, too. So it was basically, like, the same stuff, but theirs was way, like, heavier than ours. Oh, wow. So you don't really have time to do it as much anymore? No, and it's it, like I love music, but it's kind of like something that I thought I was passionate about at the time. But growing up, it's like I'm passionate, passionate about listening to it more than I really am like doing it. Mm -hmm. What are who are some of your favorite bands and singers? Um, my favorite singer is uh, Ryan Zimmerman from Greeley Estates. Uh, my favorite band is Ice Nine Kills. Okay, are they, are they the same kind of genre, metalcore? Yeah, and they like I ended up falling in love with them more recently. Well, it was like two years ago. They released an album called The Silver Scream, which is like all songs about like older horror movies and stuff. So I thought that was amazing. Songs about older horror movies. Yep. What? They made a whole album on it, and it's so cool. Are we talking? The original Dracula and Frankenstein? And Unfortunately, Wolfman? not that early. Like, older, like, mid or early 80s to, like, late 90s stuff. Like, A Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday Friday the 13th, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. it, was, it was a really good album. I literally couldn't put it down for a very long time. <laughs> Okay, you're going to have to send me a link to that, because that sounds really cool. Yeah, I can definitely do that. But I was I was wondering about your opinion on some of the really old horror movies that... Uh, I'm sure you're familiar with Rob Zombie. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I, I was listening to him, and I think he, he was just talking about... I don't know if I was listening or reading. I can't even remember. That is so sad. But he was talking about just the amount of work those people had to put in for the effects mm -hmm. for those movies, where compared to 2021 standards, we might think it looks cheesy or unbelievable. But at the time, for those people, it was outstanding. Yeah, I feel like... Because like I've heard that most of the time like in horror movies, there's like so much makeup that has to be applied that it's it's like insane because like i'll even bring up like the new the recent it like i love the remake of that but they even went as far as like making his eyes cgi to move like awkwardly 
to like give it like a more creepier effect. Like I thought that was kind of weird. Out of everything that you could CGI, it's his eyes. Like, yeah, I always thought that was weird. Like the movie's great. I love it, but I don't know. It just always bugged me. I didn't know they did that for that. It's they had to be. I'm not saying people making movies today are not creative, but it. it I guess what you're saying about with the makeup, there were more challenges, and they really had to implement different techniques. Yeah, I feel like there was more applied than there is now because, like, even the remake for well, it wasn't really a remake, kind of, but the uh, A Nightmare in Elm Street, they CGI'd most of the burns. From what I remember, that's what they did. Like in Freddy and the original ones, like it was all makeup, and they made his like part makeup and CGI. So I feel like they tried to do the bare minimum, but make it look like more. Hmm. So if you could star in a horror movie, would it be The Nightmare on Elm Street? Probably not, because I, I do love the movie, but that would be such a terrifying situation. I at least want to have a chance. So, <laughs> um, I would probably have to say uh, A Night of the Living Dead. At least at the, like at the re- the original. At least that point, I would probably have a chance. Unless I was surrounded, then I'd be pretty much done. <laughs> so you think you could evade them pretty quickly? Yeah, uh, but I mean that. I mean that goes with saying, like, it, it, with the knowledge we have now about zombies, in, in that movie they portrayed like they had no idea what it was. So I guess that kind of makes sense. But if going into it with the uh, knowing everything, then yeah, I would probably say that movie. I'd be more smarter than them. Yeah, you could outwit them mm-hmm, easily. Definitely. Do you like to read any horror books or stories? I. The only, the most that I have read, like, horror-wise, is mostly creepypasta stuff. Like, I go on the internet and, like, search so much uh, so much stuff. Like, the Slenderman episode I did, I actually researched Slenderman years prior to that episode. So, I actually knew a lot about him before I even did that episode. So, that was, like, all knowledge from when I was, like, probably early 20s and i'm in my early 30s now welcome to the club (laughs) (laughs) yeah do you go through this i was just telling my boyfriend this today i'll I'll be 32 this month and sometimes i forget that and i keep thinking i'm just 30 because after 30 the the numbers in between until 40 just i don't know they kind of blend together (laughs) yeah i am still on the mindset that i am 20 (laughs) like I still like I I have the responsible like mindset but I am mostly a child at heart so I still try to act like that so I don't feel like the I'm 30 and have to need a nap every day do you take a nap every day no actually (laughs) I don't which is surprising uh like because of like taking care of my son and stuff like I do want to take a nap sometimes I'll take like a micro nap and then I'll be up pretty much like that. So what is a day in your life? Like, could you want to, you want to share that? Literally in the morning, I wake up at nine, 
I go downstairs, let the dogs out, get their food ready, let them back in. And we have a Dane. So the Dane, after she eats, she has to go back in her cage because of bloat, uh, which is like her stomach flipping right. like in like after her eating stuff like that and like her playing. So you don't want that to happen. So like, and I'm also teaching crate training to our German shepherd Husky puppy. So he goes in his cage as well after they eat. Then I get my son's food ready and stuff like that. And then I'll go upstairs, get him changed and stuff like that and bring him downstairs and then let him eat. And then pretty much it goes from there, letting the dogs back out in their, uh, their lot in the morning. The son, or my son is a lot easier to take care of because he's getting to that independent like situation. Mm-hmm. So like, Sometimes, uh, like he'll want me to play with him. Sometimes he's just doing his own thing, which is fine with me, but it's pretty much what it is up until eight when I feed the dogs again, put them in their cages and then put him to bed. That is a lot of responsibility. (laughs) But after eight is always the best part because that's, if my wife's working, that's when I record my episodes. And if she's not, then we just hang out and watch TV and stuff like that catch up on the day have your (laughs) have your quality time (laughs) definitely I think it's really important to continue quote-unquote dating your spouse yeah definitely because I'm I'm like not going to get too into it but like beginning of the sun it it, it, rocky like stuff it gets crazy Mm -hmm. emotions are everywhere oh yeah it just takes a strong couple to stay the way they were Oh, 100%. And we're growing up in a time, not growing up, we're, we're living. I guess yeah. everybody's always growing up, right? <laughs> yeah. We're, we're in a time where you're, this, people still might do this, but usually around Christmas time, there was that family that would send you an update on their year and make it sound like everything was perfect. And they'd okay. mail out that letter. Oh, uh, uh, the, the son is going to Harvard Medical and the daughter is going off to law school and they're not telling you all the, the problems they're having. Mm-hmm. And now social media, there it's, I think, I'm sure it's harder for people younger than we are, but some, some days, just depending on what's going on in my mind or my life, it's hard not to compare yourself, you know? Oh, yeah, I, I definitely feel that. I feel like no matter who you are, everybody has access to the Internet now. Everybody sees somebody being engaged. They're single. They wish they had that. Somebody gets a new video game, doesn't have enough money. They want that. Like, it's always grass is greener on the other side. Like, that person that just got that game was probably saving up for it. Or, like, someone that just got engaged, that person had saved up for that ring for a long time and stuff like that. Like nobody really thinks about what was going on prior to that post. And that's the sad part because everybody just doesn't, nobody wants to post about like their life 100%. Everybody wants everybody to see the like growth that they're doing, but everybody takes it as, Oh, this person's acting better than me. Stuff like that. The internet is a bad place. That's pretty much what I'm getting at. Oh yeah. Yeah. And we're, we're adults, so we, 
we've had our, our awkward teenage years. Oh yeah. So I, I worry a little bit about how teenagers deal with that, the peer pressure. Yeah, I, I really do too, because I never really did stuff like that. Like as a kid, like I, I drank, that's about like the extent of it. And, uh, it's like a lot of people going through so much as teenagers because being and growing up and being a teenager, every that's like one of the most emotional points of your life. And like you, you just don't know how to handle it. You just feel like you're the only one feeling that way because nobody acts th like that, you know, like you feel your feelings. No, you like you can't feel everybody else's. Mm -hmm. So it's it's hard. And you may, I love that you described, we're not seeing the amount of work and the struggles people went through before they've reached some kind of achievement or some kind of positive in their lives. Yeah. I mean, you're going to school right now. Did you want to talk about that? Would you like to talk about your, your major, your goals or, or anything? I'm uh, actually going through high school. I'm finishing high school because I didn't have the chance to when I was younger. I was taking care of my siblings while my mom worked. So mm -hmm. I kind of missed out on the rest of my school years and I'm making up for it now. Oh, congratulations, Jane. <laughs> Thank you. I, well, I'm proud of you because it's, it's really easy to fall into a routine and, and forget that. Yeah, definitely. It's like, I forgot about school for the longest time. And it's like, once you grow older and realize like, all the things that need schooling and stuff like that. Like, I mean, I've learned a lot on my own, but I'm, I'm talking about like a diploma or a GED stuff like that. It's like, you don't realize what, how many places need that type of stuff for you to actually get a job or a career. So that was weighing on me. And I don't want my son to never know that I didn't graduate. So I want him to know I did. And obviously his mom went to college too, to be a nurse and I want him to see us as successful adults and want to do the same. So that's where I'm at cry. there. You're going to make me cry on this episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I really love hearing that and thank you for being open enough to talk about that because it's, it's, it's hard sometimes we, Again, back to the comparing thing. It's like, am I, yeah. oh, e even if someone has a degree, they might think, well, I don't have the right degree or I didn't major in the really impressive yeah. field. But education comes in all kinds of shapes and forms, not, not just with yeah. books and, and everything. But I think getting your diploma, that's showing you, you know, I have a goal, I'm going to finish it. And yeah. it's, it's a lot of discipline. Mm -hmm, definitely. It's like keeping everything on track is what I want to do the most, which is like, I mean, like I said, I, I want to do education and stuff like that, like book related education. But I've learned a lot of like even this on my own, like how to do all of this stuff. I learned to do it on my own. But it's like I still want that. I want the gratification knowing that I did that. And I did it on my own that is because awesome. like I said, yeah, going back to the comparing thing, I might post something like really cool, 
about like my podcast or something, but not a lot of people know that I'm doing the things behind my podcast that I'm actually doing. So, yeah, you have a lot on your shoulders, a lot on your plate right now. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's worth it. I get all of the responsibility stuff done, and then I get my hobby: video games and podcasting. So. It sounds like you're very family oriented because you, you help take care of your siblings and you have your, your wife and your son. Yeah, I, I grew up basically with that. So that's kind of where it comes from is I used to clean the house all the time. I not very big into cooking, but I would have to like I would get the ingredients as a kid and my mom would have me put it all together, stuff like that. Like, don't get me wrong. I've actually had like I'm good at f making food like for like culinary jobs and stuff. Like I'm really good at it. It's just not something I want to do. Mm -hmm. But yeah, like I grew up learning all this type of stuff. So it's kind of like something that I just worked myself into growing up. Well, don't, don't take that for granted because there are people our age and older who still haven't mastered those yeah. <laughs> skills. So you're way ahead of the curve. <laughs> Definitely. I've had several years of experience. That's, I bet your house is super clean. Well, you have a baby, so I'm sure sometimes there are a few messes. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. All, like, he just, Christmas just passed, so he's got a lot of uh, new toys and stuff. So that's trying, it's like hard to like, he's already got a playroom. Well, not really a playroom. It's like uh, his stuff is in there. And it's also downstairs and it, you got to switch it around occasionally for him to think he's got like more new toys and stuff. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, I think it's also important to let your, your home feel lived in too, not like a museum. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Like, I mean, I'm not going to lie. Not everybody's house is spotless. Cause I mean, his, uh, his toys are like normally everywhere. Like I could easily pick them up, but I just look at it and I'm like, mm -mm, I don't feel like it. I'm, I'm going to send you a poem after this that's called Dust If You Must. And it it's a really, it's it's a short poem that I found and it's so simple, but it its main message is you could spend 24 hours a day cleaning. You're, you're really never done with cleaning or mm -hmm. cooking or just busy work. Right. But don't forget to live in between mm -hmm. all of that. Definitely. And I'm, I'm not like, that's when I'm like, basically my whole way of life is like, I do all of my responsibility things. I also do what I want to do too. I'm not going to veer off from things that I want to do because it's my life also. Yeah. I, I think when we're on our deathbeds, we're not going to think, man, I wish I had passed the vacuum just one more time. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's that one dish that I didn't wash. Now I regret it that I didn't do it. <laughs> like, no. <nah. laughs> what are some of your favorite subjects in school? I'm not going to lie. I don't have very many because I will say I, my biggest one that I like the most is psychology. I actually like the idea of the human brain and that type of stuff, body language. Like, I. I got so into it to the point where like, even if there's like one thing moved slightly in the house, I'm like, why is that moved like that? Like I pay attention to things like because of that, like psychology is probably my all time favorite. Um, my least is obviously math. A lot of people don't like math, but 
Science would be my second, probably. But yeah, that's a, probably about the extent of it. I'm not very like subject oriented with it. I just have like a couple favorites, which are those two, and then everything else is just kind of it's there, and I have to learn it. Do you think you'd like to pursue anything with psychology when you're done, or is it more of like a, a pastime? No, um, it, I I mean I would. My original idea for after school was to be a uh, substance abuse counselor. Really? Yeah, that was one of the first things that I thought of psychology-wise that I wanted to do. Oh wow! Have yeah. you have you personally known anybody who's who's dealt with that? Yep, uh, a lot, uh, like a couple of people in my family and some friends. So it's like something that I have watched happen. So I definitely know somewhat about it. So it's not like I'm just in the dark and like, hey, I want to do this. Like I've watched the dark side of everything happen. And I like that you pinpoint it to psychology because mental health is just as important as physical health. Yeah, definitely. It really is. Um, I mean, it's it's always really cool to just think about like in your head, like what could this person be thinking? Like not even like substance related, just like in general, like they choose to do something like this person picked that pop and not that one. What in their mind was the reason that that's their favorite or they picked that one? Like, you know, it's something as simple as that. It's like choices and like watching their movements. Like I people watch all the time and that's like the thing that, I I pretty much learn and watch like people do stuff like that. Me and my wife both do it actually. Is she also interested in psychology? Uh, I don't think as much as me, but she's definitely like into the medical field. She's a NICU nurse, so she oh. yeah she deals with babies. Oh gosh, I, I shouldn't say deals. Sorry, she takes care of. Babies. <laughs> hey, here's your baby. <laughs> here's the next one. Right. Um, Oh, I'm sure that's a, a wonderful and rewarding career, but I'm sure it's also a little heartbreaking at times. Oh, yeah, definitely. The one thing I can say that I was really happy about when our son was born, he was a preemie and he ended up in the NICU that she worked in. So that was really cool. Oh, he's doing OK nowadays. Oh, yeah, he's he's really good now. He's like I said, he's running around. And again, yeah, he's got his own personality going like he's figuring things out. He's a really smart kid. And that's what I like the most is to see him learn. And when you ask him questions, he'll wait a second and like stuff like that. It's really cool to just watch him think. Oh, I bet you would like to learn more about child development, like that kind of psychology. It could be good because, I mean, I've watched it for a long time. So <laughs> <laughs> you would you would really, really enjoy unless you already listen to this. There's a podcast called Why We Do What We Do. It sounds familiar. I don't know if I did, though. They release um, one episode a week. It's actual psych psychologists. It's people who work with people. They're, they're, they've studied it. But they, they talk to you conversationally. It's very informative, but they're not using all of the, this jargon to make themselves sound smart. They sound mm -hmm. like everyday people, and they cover all kinds of topics. They, they covered... The, my favorite series they did last year was one where they interviewed people from all kinds of political parties, mm -hmm. not just they did, they interviewed a Democrat, they interviewed a Republican, a Green Party member and a Libertarian, and they gave them the platform. 
Hmm. So okay. It was very interesting. And they, they even covered masturbation. That's a fun topic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they don't they they did it very tastefully just the psychology of it and why people yeah. do it, why people do what they do one of their recent episodes was on money mm, yeah. psychology of money so i think you when you were talking about psychology i thought some, that might be something you'd be interested in it's it's called why we do what we do mm -hmm. okay yeah i'll definitely check that out because that sounds like something that's pretty cool oh yeah and it's I really like that it's a podcast so I can do other things while I listen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what I, I love too. Like, uh, there's a, one of my buddies, uh, Tea Time with Aladdin. I love listening to him. Sorry, there's trains that go by. I forgot to mention that. Oh, that's cool. Uh, maybe you should jump on one and you could be like um, Arthur uh, in <laughs> Red Dead Redemption 2. <laughs> I actually have done that. I've jumped on a moving train before. It was going really slow. It's not like I tried to, like, making myself sound cool. It was going slow. <laughs> oh, you pulled, like, a Michael Scott when he jumps on the train in the office. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But it was moving enough to where it was actually going somewhere. But, yes, that, I did do that. So, so Tea Time with Aladdin? Uh, he yeah. talks about, like, a lot of stuff, like, personal stuff. Like, he's talked about relationships. He's also talked about growing up and stuff like that things that used to be popular and like what's popular now like it's it's really cool to listen to because like he sounds so professional and like listening to his voice it's like listening to like you know when you watch one of those movies and it's like painting over a city and it's like a, a radio playing and it's like a talk show or something mm -hmm. that's that's the idea that i get when i listen to it it's it's really cool that's what i do when i listen to like do stuff around the house and stuff I, I saw that you shared some of his stuff, so I started following him. So I'm really, yeah. this is so sad. I haven't had a chance to listen to his episodes yet, but they are on my list. I have them on my Apple podcast. <laughs> you but, won't regret it. So what are some podcasts you like to listen to? One of my favorite podcasts is obviously um, WASD. I, I love listening to them because they make you feel like you're hanging out with them mm -hmm. like all the time. So it's kind of funny when I actually listened to the episode that I was in because I was hanging out with them. Uh, Tea Time with Aladdin is one of my favorites. I like more uh, a morbid podcast. I like some of the true crimes. Like I'm not very huge into it, but me and my wife listen to true crime a lot, mm -hmm. and that's why we drink stuff like that. I think I think that might be one. I'm not exactly sure. Um, I mainly listen to like a lot of that stuff, like gaming podcasts, like grief burrito stuff. Mm -hmm. I, I like to listen to that. They're fun. Yeah. Like that, that's like pretty much the, what I listen to, like not really like anything like horror. I think like one time I've actually listened to like a creepy story podcast. It was, uh, Ashley flowers from, I think, and that's why we drink. I think that's what she's from. She did like her own thing where she releases episodes in October and they're like creepy stories. That's where I, I listen to them too. There's another podcast, I can't remember the name, but they talk about like horror movies on their podcast. I think it's a a girl and her boyfriend that do it. I, I can't remember what it is, but I've listened to them a lot and they were actually pretty good. That's why it's pretty funny to me that I can't remember their actual, the like podcast name. Oh, well, you're going to think of it just randomly while yeah. <laughs> or while you're sleeping. Just right. And then just wake up 
this is what it was. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever heard of, or have you or your wife ever heard of Bailey Sarian? No. She's a, a YouTuber and I found out about her uh, from a friend or I don't know, but she does something called murder mystery and makeup on Mondays where she applies makeup. And as she's doing her makeup, she tells you about a true crime event. I think I've seen you post about that before. Maybe it's possible. Yeah. Cause like I, it does sound really familiar. And like now that when you mentioned like the true crime and makeup thing, I, I don't know if you could have been the person that I've seen it from, but yes, I definitely have heard of that, which is kind of cool like to like watch something like that. Yeah, and she, she does it. It's very entertaining, but she's I find she's also still respectful because we it, it is, let's be honest, it, it's interesting. Again, back to your psychology point. Why do people do these things? <laughs> like, what was that recent case, J.D.? His name was start. I think his name was Chris, and he he murdered his wife, their unborn child, and their two little girls. He worked for Anadarko, the oil company, and he he wanted to be with his mistress. Ooh, I don't. You know I I'm not sure. I might have heard of that, but that it was a recent one. Gosh, within the last three or four years, yeah. Ooh. Oh, Chris, something. It was. It was one of the daughter's names is Celeste. That's what stuck out to me because not many people have my name. And he, he wanted to be with his mistress. So instead of divorcing his wife, he murdered her and their two little girls. Oh man. Oh <laughs> That's my God. So messed up. And so th this is, I hate to use this term, but it, it true crime is entertaining because it's, it's shocking. Right. But yeah. For, for people to talk about it, I really applaud people who can talk about it while still respecting the deceased. The yeah, time. like, uh, because, I mean, to be completely honest with you, I did, like, that Mario episode that I did a while back. I don't know if you remember it about yeah. that girl. Like, that was really, like, something that I wasn't even sure about. Like, I recorded that episode, like, months prior to the release of it because I wasn't sure about it because of that reason. It's like... I don't really necessarily know the right things to say and I don't want somebody to get mad at me for like miss saying something like not even just like the name of a town, but like saying something that I shouldn't have, but didn't realize it was a bad thing, which is why I stick to what I do because if someone gets mad at me, it's like, dude, it's a video game. <laughs> so, but no, I, I don't think that I could ever step into that. Cause like, um, the original podcast idea that I did have before this, because this wasn't even an idea of mine, it was me and Nick talking that got me into doing this, was a technically like a true crime podcast, but it's more, it was with my um, my wife's uh, sister, and it was supposed to be about the idea of why they do what they do more than the story of what they did and the people that it affected and stuff like that. It was why that specific person felt the need to do the things that they did in that moment. Like even like Ted Bundy, Gacy, stuff like that. That was like the first idea. That is really cool. Cause the psychology of, of murder. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think I, you know what, no matter what you do in life, there's always that risk. Someone's going yeah. to be upset or offended 
and you just have to put yourself out there and and do do your due diligence. And if someone doesn't like it, well, they don't like it. There's always going to be someone out there that does, and they can be your biggest fan. So that's pretty much the way that I go about it. Like if I get a negative comment, okay. I was, I was upset about it. Like a while, like when I first started, because like, it's like, it's new for me. So everybody's going to be a little harsh because you're trying to figure out what you're doing. And it's like always hard to hear like something negative, even if it's just constructive criticism, Mm -hmm. it it just doesn't feel good when you feel like you're like doing really good because no one, everybody's always super nice and they're like, Oh, you're doing such an amazing job. And I love what you're doing. Keep it up. And then you have this one person that it's like, dude, why did you do this this way? Why do you sound this? Like it's, it's just really hard to deal with that. I mean, not much now. Cause I don't really care if you don't like it. Oh, well, I, I like what I do. like, there's episodes where my intros were like wild for a while. It was something random for a while. I wanted to do it cause I thought it would be funny. So. <laughs> hey, you, this is a journey, right? There's, yeah. there aren't any rules. It's, it's, life has enough responsibilities in it. So these kinds of things need to be done because you enjoy them. Yeah, definitely. So you were, you were talking to Nick from the WASD and beyond podcast, and he's the one who kind of inspired you to, or encouraged you to yeah. start the loser podcast. Mm-hmm. I, um, I was streaming on Twitch and I, it was to the point where I kind of was like bumming out because like I would always stream, no one was there. And it's like, I, I always had this one friend, Sean, that was always there. And uh, he is like, it was like my biggest supporter. And it's like, I, I get that. It's really cool that you're always in there. But like when you don't have enough eyes, like you're playing because you want to talk to people. Like it's like, I don't want people to watch me play a game. I want to talk to people, which is also why I do what I'm doing now. I want feedback, but I also want to talk to people. I want to make friends, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, I, like I started listening to Nick's podcast and stuff like that and was talking to him about it and goes, Oh man, you should start one. It's like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. That's not something that I feel like I would actually get into. And, um, he's like, no, seriously, like we have so much fun. And like the more and more I listened to Nick's podcast, I was like, all right, I'll do it. Nick helped me with figuring out what I needed to do to set everything up and get going my idea was to do what I'm doing for the podcast. And um, here I am a year later still doing it, which is fun. So what's the, the story behind the name of your podcast? <laughs> uh, this actually was asked to me by, um, I, do you know who uh, EXP cast is? I think so. They're a gaming podcast too. They interviewed me like really early on. Like I was still in my first season when they interviewed me. And they asked me that same question. Um, Loser isn't so much the term that everybody thinks it is. I made it that way. Like, because I'll I'll say things like uh, on on Twitter and stuff. And they'll be like, oh, well, you're not such a loser, are you? Like, I, I... the term loser, I use it loosely. It's not anything like that. It's like, it's more of like a, a gathering of like, like basically like a group of people like just coming together. Like it's just, I, I don't even use an actual term for it. The loser podcast. It was just something to fill. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think it's like a bad 
term to use. It's more of a, you know, how when you're in school as a teenager, you're growing up trying to find yourself, stuff like that. A lot of people would get called loser and stuff like that. I'm taking the word loser and making it into like more of a community of people that are happy with what they're doing, happy with listening to stuff like this, loving video games, weird stuff, you know. It's more of like a positive thing than it is a negative. Yeah, I think like a term of endearment. Yeah. Kind of like, get in, loser, we're going shopping. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> like, loser in that sense is more like a, a friend because like, that's exactly what they mean like as a loser like friends call each other stuff like that all the time that's the route that i'm taking with it not the you're a loser thing i like that that's really neat and i like the logo for your podcast because it looks like you were it's supposed to be called the lover podcast right and then it has the s over the v yeah i uh definitely it inspired really okay Okay, I was wondering that. Yeah, because you know how on her or on the cast it says uh, "loser" and then the uh, V is wrote on it in red. I've never seen it. Oh, I know, I know. Oh, I'm so bad. It's it's okay. So but, I didn't know that it's from the yep, it. Yep, that was inspired by it. Huh? I thought you were just making um. Like, fun of, like, lover, like, oh, <laughs> lovers are losers. <laughs> <laughs> nope, it's uh, it's an it reference. Oh, that is really neat. Yeah. Well, what are some of your favorite horror games? Uh, my most favorite is Silent Hill. Mm-hmm. I will always love Silent Hill because it was the first one I played. Um, Outlast is a huge one for me. I, Me and my buddy Sean got, like really into it and did this thing about um beating it on insane mode and like the thing is is like you'll start from the beginning if you die even in the middle of the game you start right back at the beginning so it was like a huge thing that i ended up getting uh, doing it over and over and over that like i started to really like pay attention to the game and its characters and stuff like that so like that became one of my favorites which is why that ended up being my very first season is because of that specifically oh awesome um i really like i'm trying to think because like there's a there's a lot of games that i do like um i like really atmospheric games like something that you don't really know if you're gonna get jumped out at or if just something's creeping on you like anytime that you have that sense of is there something behind me is always something like a really favorite game of mine, like amnesia, like you're being followed by a dark presence that you can't see. And then like, it just follows you throughout the whole game and you just, you just can't see it. Like, I really like that game for that idea. Um, I like a lot of indie games too, like cry of fear. That's why I did an episode on cry of fear as well. Um, probably, most of the stuff that I've seen on YouTube, like I, I haven't played like a lot of the indie games, but I really like them because I watched people play them, but I didn't have really much access to it at the time because I didn't have a computer, but mm-hmm. those are like my, my top ones that are my favorite. 
Oh gosh. So this is, this is making me think of what are some of the scariest moments in those games that, that just come to your mind that you were really stressed. It was really suspenseful. Um, in Outlast, there is a specific moment. Like you have this guy, uh, Chris, that's following you. He's like this really big, um, he's a very big mutant looking guy. They're, they're patients in like a, I'm trying to think, an experiment. And they're all deformed and stuff like that. So they're real people, but they look like monsters. And there's like one spot where he, he like chases you. Well, actually, there's a lot of spots where he's chasing you, but you have to like be careful in some points where he doesn't see you. And then like the moment you hear him say something, it like terrifies you immediately because you know he's behind you, but you don't know how fast he is. Uh-huh. Like stuff like that is really cool. And I talked um, to Nick and Evan about this one in uh, Silent Hill 2, like right in the beginning, you start out like right by your car but then you walk down these stairs and you're trying to make your way to silent hill and then you're just hearing like all of these noises and you're just waiting for something to happen but nothing really happens it's just like all these really creepy like sounds like anytime there's like an ambient like just quiet and then you just start hearing things is like really what scares me there was a moment when i was streaming on uh twitch i was playing silent hill 3 and there was a room that you go into and it's completely quiet. And then you like walk up to this crystal ball and all of a sudden you start hearing footsteps. Well, when I was streaming that I was streaming in my living room, which has wooden floors and I had it up so loud to the point where I wasn't sure if it actually was in the game or if it was my house. Like I was terrified. Like I took off my headphones and started looking around because it sounded like somebody was walking upstairs Mm. and I was like, yeah, so that I'll, I'll probably pick that at, that to be the scariest moment for me because I literally thought somebody was in my house. <laughs> so you can sleep like a baby even after watching horror movies and playing horror games. Oh yeah, because after I do that, I go on YouTube and watch like Markiplier or like Yub and stuff mm-hmm. like that to make me laugh a little bit, so <laughs> that I don't like. Keep it in my mind because one time I did fall asleep after playing horror games and I watched Markiplier play a horror game and I ended up having a really crazy chainsaw dream like of someone being murdered. And I'm like, oh, nope, no Markiplier before I go to bed anymore. Oh, yeah. I, I used to watch his Five Nights at Freddy's videos. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, I love that series. I think it's a good series. <laughs> Yeah, and like the idea of it, it's like something so innocent, but then you find out that it's not. Like, I'm going to be going into that, too. I was wondering. I think you just did a poll about that. Yeah. Uh, I'm definitely going to be doing that because I feel like a lot of people don't actually know the background of that. They know that kids were murdered and stuffed into animatronics. That's pretty much what they get. They don't know anything else so i've already looked it up i don't have everything done with it but i'm i'm getting there oh man i don't know if i can go to chuck e cheese again (laughs) well actually a lot of people there's a theory that there was a murder that happened i don't remember if it was like in the 90s or something like that where five people died and it just so happens that 
um, Scott ended up making five animatronics and five kids got killed and stuffed into them. And the whole Five Nights at Freddy's was based on the murders at Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. What? What? Uh, Yeah, I don't think it's, I I don't know if it's actually, uh, like the murders are real, but I don't think that the connection is actually real. I think it's just a theory. It just so happens that that, like, ironically is a thing. Are are there any innocent or seemingly innocent things that freak you out, like clowns or or suits like that at Chuck E. Cheese's? Actually, nothing like that. One of the, I, I don't, I wouldn't say it's seemingly innocent because to me this is the most terrifying thing ever. Anything under a sheet, if it, it, it like. Like, even if it's a mannequin, like, I guess that could be seemingly innocent if it's a mannequin, but the idea of something being under there and I don't know what it is. And if it starts moving, I'm moving out. (laughs) Oh man. So if someone did the classic ghost with a a white sheet with the eye holes cut out, would that kind of freak you out? No, that, that would be different because like the eye hole things, it's always (laughs) that really big fear of not seeing anything like eyes, nose, like any features at all. So it just kind of like throws you into the, what is that? Oh, I never thought about that. Thank you. <laughs> now, uh, yeah, like if I see lumps under there, oh, oh. Yep, oh, it's definitely gosh. something I don't like. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so do you have a lot of time to play games as much anymore? I mean, obviously, with the podcast, you play some games. Yeah, uh, I mean, I still play games like the amount that I would like to. Uh, mm-hmm. It does, like... My son just kind of does his own thing, so it gives me more time to do like some stuff that I want to, whether it be cleaning or playing video games. Because he's got like this little tablet. He does. He's not always on it, but like he learns stuff off of it, so we let him on it occasionally and stuff like that. So yeah, I I get my time in whenever or when he's sleeping or my, when my wife's at work and I don't have anything to do like recording or editing. I play games like a good amount to where it makes me happy so oh i'm so happy to hear that because <laughs> i am not there <laughs> well i i my work starts at uh 7 a.m oh so. god no i know that feeling <laughs> oh you do yeah when um I, I i used to be a service manager at chipotle like i would have to wake up probably at i'm trying to remember because this is when my son was younger I think he would get up at six and that's the time that I would have to get up. I don't remember if it was six or seven, one of those times. And I would have to get up, feed him his bottle and lay him back down. And then my wife would come home and then I would leave for work. Oh, yep. And then come home and then basically just be tired and try to spend time with both of them. Yeah. It's a, I work from home now, but it's still just I like to still get up at least an hour early just to ease into the day. I don't like being rushed. You know? Oh, yeah. I feel that. I definitely understand. Oh, that's when mistakes happen. <laughs> that's oh, when yeah. <laughs> You're trying to move too fast. Something's not going to go right. Exactly. Well, what what games are you playing right now? Um, I'm actually playing... I'm, I'm still playing Age of Calamity. I am still trying to get through Final Fantasy VII Remake. Still haven't got through it yet. Um, I've been playing 
I just got the demo for um, Monster Hunter Rise. I've been playing that a little bit. It's it, it's kind of fun. It's a little hard to understand at the moment because I'm still new to Monster Hunter. But that's I'm trying to think. There's a, there's another one. Oh yeah, I've been playing Pokemon Fire Red again. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> oh okay. So who? Okay, don't don't hate me. I've I've never played a true Pokemon game. I've played like Pokemon Snap, Pokemon Stadium, Pokemon Puzzle League. Uh, hey, you Pikachu. So, so with Pokemon Red, do you automatically start out with a particular Pokemon, or do you get to pick one? You, uh, uh, with they had blue and red. You don't start out with one. Well, actually, you don't start out with one in uh, like blue, red, and yellow. It's like you have to move, try to move forward, and then you'll get stopped by the professor. And in yellow, you automatically get Pikachu. And in blue and red, you get a choice between Charmander, Bulbasaur, or Squirtle. And who do you pick? I always pick Charmander. Oh, he's so cute. <laughs> uh, Charmander has always been my favorite Pokemon. I always have this weird thing. I was just telling my wife about it the other day. A specific way that I always run anytime I play it all the time. And he's always my first choice. Oh, so what do you like about Pokemon? I like the fact that it is so, I'm not going to say so innocent. It's just like, it's such a fond memory of my childhood that it never was something that I could let go. It, it's like still like my, early into my like gaming like life and stuff like that. So it's one of my favorites because of that reason. Like I love it. It's nostalgic. That's the main reason why I like Pokemon so much. I, I used to watch the cartoon with my sisters. I loved the cartoon. It was it was cute, and it actually had a lot of good lessons in it, mm -hmm. from what I remember. Were you big into anime or those kind of cartoons when you were growing up? The only, like, is, P, uh, is Pokemon considered anime? Because if it is, then I would, like, watch that, Dragon Ball Z, and... Um, Actually, I think that's it, honestly. I wasn't very huge into, like, anime. Yeah, there, but... are, there are a lot of series. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there definitely is. Like, I, people talk about, like, all of these animes, and I'm like, never even heard of that before. And then, like, there's so many, it's just, it's crazy. I can't keep up. I, I used to watch Toonami in the afternoons. Yeah, I I did too. Oh yeah, actually, that is true. I used to watch like Yu Yu Hakusho, mm -hmm. uh, Cowboy Bebop, uh, Full Metal Alchemist. So yeah, there there are, is a couple that I used to watch. What about Gundam Wing? I oh I I was bits and pieces with that. Mm -hmm. Like if I saw it, I would watch it. But like if I missed it, I wouldn't like be upset about it. But yeah, I did watch some of that. I know it's on Hulu right now. Hmm. They have a lot of anime, but I, I, okay. You guys, you said that you guys like to watch a lot of movies. Do you ever find with either movies or TV shows, sometimes you just have something on in the background that you've seen a thousand times? Yeah, I actually went through the office about three times going while doing schoolwork or just playing Switch. Really? So, okay. Tell yeah. me about. Tell me all your office opinions. Tell me. Favorite episode, favorite character, because <laughs> I love The Office. I'm not like I'm not gonna lie. I love that show. Like 
me and my wife didn't actually like the first season, so we started on season two. I eventually went back and rewatched it. I ended up being all right with it, but I didn't start liking it up until like the second season. Um, I'm not really sure on favorite episodes, but I think and Dwight would probably be my favorite character because he's such an odd person and he's like super like awkward sometimes. Like he's super funny. I like him. I can't really say that I really have a negative opinion at all on the office. It's like you either like it or you don't situation. Mm -hmm. Cause I've never seen an in-between person that's like, yeah, I, I like some episodes. Like it's either you like all of it or you don't. Same thing with like parks and rec. Yeah. Do you like parks and rec? Yeah. I, I used to binge that too <laughs> until they took that off Netflix. So now that's gone. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> it definitely is. So what kind of plans do you have for the show? That are there any is there anything different you see yourself doing? Is are there any are, is there any like listener feedback that you're implementing? I haven't really gotten much listener feed. Well, I have been actually okay, this kind of goes hand in hand because the new thing that I'm starting to do with my channel is creepy pastas. It wasn't something I originally planned on doing, but I technically accidentally did one, which was Siren Head. He's not, oh, actually, yeah, he's a creepypasta. So, it, like, by, and that became one of my biggest episodes. So it kind of like clicked, and I'm like, what if I did more of those? So I decided to, like, do the Slender Man and then the Ben Drowned. But, I also asked people what they wanted to hear, and I actually got from this uh, Kit Girl 99 that she wanted me to do Ben Drowned. That was the first, second recommendation that I did, because yours was first for Eternal Darkness. That's another the like feedback thing is I'm starting to actually ask more people what they want to hear, and if they, uh, like everybody... Like, I've gotten a couple. Like, I still have a few that I have to do. I have Maniac Mansion to do, which is going to be one soon, which is a very old game from, like, the 1980s. I saw that. I saw your tweet today. That's going to be so yeah. fun. I, I just watched uh, Jeremy Parmentier with the Retrovaniac stream it. He was playing it. I had never it, seen it before. It's, it's, it's a point and click. It's not necessarily horror but it has horror elements to it which is why i'm doing it because a mad scientist if there's a mad scientist involved there's there's horror behind it yeah i like like i mentioned earlier i do like that you cover the horror aspects of games that seem to not really fall into that genre because i could think of some games that have spooky elements right off the top of my head <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm willing to take any requests from anybody because, like, if you, if somebody wants to hear something, maybe it's something I didn't think of, so I'm willing to do whatever. Because, like, yeah, there's actually a lot of games that I've looked up that have horror elements, like Sonic, even, and I'm trying to make, like, bonus episodes. I think that might be another thing I'm trying to move into is, unfortunately, I get... I might finish uh, Silent Hill as a season, 
and then I don't think I'm going to do seasons anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to... It really is starting to be less fun doing it that way, sticking with just one game. Like, I did si- the first Silent Hill 2 episode. Like, don't get me wrong, I love the game, but doing I like doing all of the characters. I plan on doing that, but making the episodes longer if I do that instead of making seasons out of it. Um, and then I immediately went into the, uh, what was it? I can't remember <laughs> what I did after that. Ooh. Uh, I think it was, it was right before Eternal Darkness. Cry, Cry of Fear, then it was Eternal Darkness, then I did the two Ben Drown episodes. I can look it up right now. <laughs> <laughs> but if I recall, that's what they were. Like, yeah, I've even put Undertale in my stuff. Like, it's been so long, I kind of forgot I did that. Uh, oh, yeah. Earthbound. I did Earthbound. Yes, yes, I really like that one. Yeah, it was Cry of Simon, Cry of Fear. Yeah. Okay, so, yep, Cry of Fear. Then it was Eternal Darkness. Then the Ben Drowned ones. Mm-hmm. And, oh, yeah, and then the one with Nick and uh, Evan. So I've kind of strayed away from it, and I was having more fun doing it that way. So I feel like I kind of want to stray away from the seasons. And if I want to do a game and talk about the characters, I'll just make it one huge episode or part one, part two, the thing about a certain game and stuff like that. Because like I will still get in depth with it. I just It's like I want to do it. And then I want to do something else that I really want to do. Because I have so many episodes that it's like, I wait for it because mm-hmm. I want to finish the season first. And it, like, just starts to drag on sometimes. Like, even if I really like it, like I do, like I try to seem like more enthusiastic about it and show how much I actually put into the episode by like stuff like that. It's just like, after so long, it's just, it feels like it just drags on and I don't want if I'm not liking it I feel like other people are going to sense that with me and then they're going to be like well he didn't put effort into this because you know they can tell so the bonus episode thing has kind of been really fun for me like I even did Krampus like because there was a video game about Krampus so I was like okay it's relevant so I'm going to do that like stuff like that like I can pretty much go anywhere with that if I like I'm not saying I never could with the seasons it's just I would much rather feel freed from seasons and do it that way Mm kind of have still have some of that artistic independence artistic license yeah instead of just sticking with one specific game but it has all of its characters because what I was originally going to start doing to kind of make it different was talk about all the characters and then at the end actually give the whole plot storyline to the game itself. Hmm. But I feel like if I was to just talk about all the characters in one episode or two or maybe part three, I don't know. um, And also have that aspect in it, like giving you the rundown of what the story is while talking about the characters. So I feel like it would be easier that way. Yeah, I'm excited to see that. (laughs) Now, I know you have a Patreon. Is there anything on there that's like bonus material related that you have or would like to do? I pretty much just set it up just in case anybody wanted to actually donate to me. I don't really 
care if anybody does or not. Like, if you're listening, you're supporting. All of the benefits of being a Patreon supporter are benefits of someone that's not. It's just more so like a, if you want to donate. Oh, cool. cool. Yeah. Well, what are some of the challenges of having a podcast or with your topics or anything that what are some maybe forks in the road that you've come across? Uh, the Mario one was a, a really huge step for me because it had to do a lot with very sensitive situations and uh, of like mutilation and stuff like that. So I, it's like a, it's, it's horror aspect, but should I actually talk about this? Like, that's the mm-hmm. thing. Like I was so back on myself with that. Cause I wasn't sure if I should or shouldn't talk about it. Like, even with the cry of fear one, I had to mention in the beginning of it, cause I don't really warning any of my episodes, but with those two, I did because cry of fear has a sensitive subject of depression, anxiety, and suicide. So like those were two of the like really forks in the road for me because it's like, I don't want to offend anybody that's going through something because I was that person before, like, I know what it's like to feel that way. So I don't want to say the wrong thing, but I just want, even like going through that episode, I wanted anybody who is feeling that way to know that I'm there as well. If you need someone, I'm here, like stuff like that. Hmm. Um, But like sensitive subjects are just really, like if they're in a specific game that I really want to do, it's like, oh man, (laughs) like I don't know if I really want to do this now because like even with everything that's going on right now, I'm glad I did my, um, my earthbound episode beforehand because with the whole racism thing going on right now, probably wouldn't have been a good idea because like the characters that I talk about in earthbound actually look like members of the KKK. And that was something I, and that wasn't something I wanted to portray and I got really nervous about it. So I wasn't sure what people were going to think. I guess you could see it this way. You're, you're the messenger and you're just telling the story kind of like a news reporter. Like I don't, if a news reporter tells me about something awful that happens, I'm not mad at the news reporter. Right. Yeah, that's true. It's like, I I just don't, I always think about it as I don't, want to offend somebody because like I I saw a post by Ashley from morbid podcast where somebody got mad at her for calling a waitress a waitress instead of like server or something like that like I I don't want to get someone mad at me for something really I'm not saying those subjects are stupid but like something like that like, it's like, come on. I just, I don't want to deal with any of that. Like, so I try to work around everything because if I really wanted to act the way that I do, I actually cuss a lot, but I choose not to because, I mean, I'm not sure if kids are really going to listen to the stuff that I talk about, but if by chance they end up doing that, I would much rather keep that out of it and just let them focus on whatever is bad in that situation rather than what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Plus a, a lot of the people that we're, um, we both know on Twitter are getting like bad reviews for swearing. I'm not saying it's bad that they do it. It's just like, why is that the one thing you pick out? 
and I just don't want to fall under a category of offending somebody or someone getting mad at me for like cussing too much stuff like that so I just I don't even deal with it oh if okay like you could turn it off mm. like that's that's how I see it and so I mean like just with the waitress thing was was it the actual person who waited on your friend who was getting mad or was someone getting mad on their behalf no um it, it was uh like Ashley from a morbid podcast one in one of their episodes that they did they said I think they said waitress in the episode and somebody one of their fans oh. got mad at them for saying waitress like that's not even like a bad thing they're a waitress or a male is a waiter are you going to get mad for if it was a man like it's stupidity and on the internet is really one thing that even like being a content creator I was nervous about because anybody is going to come up and say some really rude stuff to you no matter what even if you're actually doing good or if they're just jealous it's like someone's just got something to say always and it's just it's ridiculous internet is a terrible place I don't there is look I I'm not blind to the horrible things going on in the world and I'm not going to, I'm not arrogant enough to pretend I understand what groups, certain groups of people are going through. But mm -hmm. I don't, I don't like to seek out things that make me angry. I, I, I live in a, I live in a neighborhood where honestly, like some of the neighbors are just so, so obnoxious. And then it, and then some of them are just so sweet. And I just try to think to myself, you know, I don't, I don't know what the ones who are obnoxious are going through mm -hmm. <laughs> as long as they don't bother me or, or harm me. Nope. And, I understand that. Yeah. You know, as long as they don't affect my property or, or my life. Or yeah, anything. exactly. I just, I just try to be nice to everybody because I, I've worked in retail before and there were some situations where some customers were absolutely horrible and that's not, oh, yeah. it's not an excuse to take it out on me, but I, I, I had to mature and think it's not really something with the store that's bothering them. There's something else yeah. going on. And that, that's just one thing like the straw in the camel's back exactly. pretty much. Yeah, because like it's it's it was like that with me working at Chipotle. It was uh, a lot of rude people that think they're above you and stuff. Like I, I just I don't know what you're going through to where you have to feel that way. But I'm just I'm here to make your food, man. I'm just here to make uh, uh, money. I d I don't need this. <laughs> like I've I've had people like say some really rude stuff to me to me being a manager actually really like not upset me like made me like want to cry but like really made me want to say something to them i stopped making their food and just walked away if i didn't i would have got fired yeah sometimes you just have to decide okay what is the best option in this situation definitely um, and again it's one of those things where look i know people are going through stuff but everybody's going through something yes you definitely you don't know. And 
that's why I think it's important. Like how you were saying the internet's a horrible place. I think, I, and I know you exemplify this. We, we all need to be better to one another when be a light, a beacon. Yeah. So speak. Yeah, definitely. That's pretty much why I like doing my podcast the way that I'm doing it. Like I've not really had any negative feedback on it. And a lot of people, like I've had people really like, and it just makes me feel good because it's like, I, I think in my head that maybe the, like there's that person out there that listens to what I have to say, even though it's not like inspiring stuff, it's just something that they have a common ground with me and they really like it. And, you know, and it makes their day. And like, that's something that I like to think about. That's like the type of stuff that keeps me going. Like I've, I've had, several people say some really nice things to me and it's like that's this type of stuff that keeps you going is like those couple people that say the most nicest things to you is like the best thing that you can get from it and it goes to show that not everything on the internet is bad like I, like the whole internet isn't bad it's just there's bad people doing bad things that make it feel that way it's a great great point jd and just think of it this way too. Just because people don't reach out to you, think about how many people are enjoying your podcast. Even yeah. if they're quiet about it. Oh, I know because I mean, realistically, I only know that that's probably true because even when I streamed, are are not when I streamed. When I watch people stream, I wouldn't say anything because I was too nervous to say anything. Because it's more about being known that you're there and it's kind of scary when you're when you know you're in a technically like a chat room full of people watching the same person and then they happen to say your name and then you're like oh my god he said my name like stuff like that so like that's the thing like it feels good because i i know people are listening and not saying something like i i can tell it's just when those people that do say something, it feels really good because maybe the couple of people that did say something are the people that weren't originally like, that's what makes it cool. Cause there's, it just feels really good to know that people are listening. Like that's, that's what I like the most about doing what I'm doing. It's like people always say they make a podcast to make it just a hobby and that's it. I do believe that to an extent, but people make a podcast also because they want to be heard by other people and talk to other people. That's what it is for me. I want to talk to people. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not very people oriented when it comes to like where I live because everybody is, they're rude people around me. So like technically in my area, I will say I hate people, but like when I meet people like you and like, Nick and like stuff like that when I met Nick and it just feels really good to know that there's other people like that out there. So it's, that's the type of people I'm trying to reach. Like I common ground stuff. Mm -hmm. We like horror movies or horror games, like anything like that. Like it just feels good to know that someone's listening. Oh, it'd be so awesome if we all met up after COVID. <laughs> oh man. I know it would be <laughs> such an amazing thing to do. I'm I'm still waiting for beams to transport us within a few seconds to all these different places. <laughs> I, I just feel like uh, something off the wall is going to happen. I, I personally do. Like, I, I just don't know. I'm waiting for aliens to come. That's all I'm saying. Ooh, like and take us over? 
Yeah, I mean, literally, with the way everything went last year, there was something going on every single month to the point where I was not very... It's not unlikely that it was going to (laughs) happen. There were some days where I thought, I'm just waiting for that asteroid. Just... (laughs) Right. Uh, Did you play... Did you ever play Soma? They're the same... It's by the same company that makes Amnesia. Yeah. uh, I have played some of it. I do... I ended up watching it a long time ago, and the only thing that sticks out to me is the end. So I, I like... I know the end. It's it's wild. That whole game is like from what I remember is it's pretty crazy. Yeah. That cuz uh there's well, spoiler alert for anybody listening. I'm really sorry. <laughs> um yeah, they it's it's not something that happens in the game. It's something that you we learned happened where the this comet hits the earth and pretty much decimates life above the surface mm-hmm. like on the surface and it just made me think, oh my God, <laughs> I hope that would be a really quick death. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> who knows? I mean, anything could happen at this point. Like, I'm not saying just because of last year, like literally anything can happen. You never know. <laughs> yeah. And, and you and I are, are adults now. And I think we realize how fragile we are. Yeah. You know? in, in a sense. Yeah. I get that. It's like when you grow, when you're younger, you don't, the only things you really worry about is playing outside your friends or video games or reading anything like that. That's really big to you. But like when it comes, when you get older, you start to realize everything, (laughs) like literally how everything really is. Mm -hmm. And that's what becomes so fragile. Like a, a human life is so fragile and you just don't realize it until you get older. It's, it's hard. That, that, that's, that's another reason we just, we're all temporary visitors here. Yeah. And we, we, we need to make it the best we can. Most definitely. And so, I people, agree. so people like you and, and everyone in our, our group and just people I've met online, it, it gives me hope because I'm, I'm very thankful for the internet it's, it's, despite all the bad things on it. Mm-hmm. It's nice to get out of our little cocoons where we live where oh, yeah. it can feel like I'm the only one who thinks the way I do in my area. <laughs> See, and that's the, that's the one thing that I like the most because I'm not going to lie. I have more friends online like you guys and stuff like that than I do in real life. And it's not like a sad thing to me. It's a personal choice because it's like you can only handle people for so long because People, you you grow out of relationships and stuff like that because you have different interests or anything like that. And that's the thing. It's like when you grow old, or not old, just older, you don't realize that the golden the, the golden days are gone. It's just you grow up and start to adult. And then you start to push on. Things change. You don't have that freedom to meet up after school or meet up after work you have priorities you have responsibilities like stuff like that like that that's pretty much why my friends uh group is so small because of that reason i think that's normal as we grow up it's uh quality over quantity yeah i i definitely agree i'd rather have two or three good friends than thousand friends that probably aren't real anyway 
So. Oh yeah. There's that, there's that cliche. I'd rather have four quarters than a hundred pennies. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> That's exactly where I am in that. And I, just when you said getting older, it made me think, um, one of my, look, I, I know, I know older people can be very cantankerous, very grumpy, very, very irritable, but we're all going to be old one day. And I was someone who was very close with my grandparents, for example. And whenever I see people complaining about older people moving slowly in a store or, or struggling with something, it makes me sad. Yeah. Cause it's like, as you grow older, you, you like start to realize these things. Me and my wife were just talking about it. It's like, as a kid, you wonder why your, your parents say and do the things that they do. And then you grow up and you're doing them and realize like why they were doing it. It's like comes full circle. And that's going to be the same thing. One, like seeing your grandparents and stuff like that, the way they talk, the way they act, it's going to come full circle again. And then you're just going to be like, Oh, that's exactly why they were saying and feeling that way. Mm -hmm. And we're, if we, if we all make it to old age, we're going to be slow and, and they're going to, there's going to be some kind of technology we might struggle with. Yeah, definitely. So just, just be nice, everybody. Come on. <laughs> right. <laughs> that, that's what we need. We need more rejoice pretty yeah. much because there's too much hate in the world. Yeah, so so thank you, JD, for bringing us the Loser Podcast because it is so much fun. I truly glad, enjoy it. I'm really glad to know that there's people out there like you that really enjoy it because it was, like I said, it wasn't something I originally was going to even do. It was Nick that pushed me to do it, and the idea of what I was going to do seemed like something interesting. And I actually didn't know this at the time. For horror games, what I do is actually not very populated. It's not a congested genre. Like, what well, horror might be, but what I'm doing specifically is a very niche podcast. It, so it's good. It's, like, not a congested situation. So when people hear about it, they're like, oh, wow, that's awesome. So, like, knowing people that are out there that are looking for something like that, once they find it, like, it's cool to see, like, them happy about it and, like, say it sounds awesome like it's just really cool to see people like it something yeah. that you create i think everybody should be creating something even if it's simple even if it's if it's elaborate whatever i i, I don't care if somebody wants to build a dollhouse somebody wants to right. do a podcast, play a song learn a sport whatever you want to do just it's it is so easy to get caught up in the responsibilities of life mm-hmm Definitely. So you make the best of what you got. You got a talent, show it off. That's pretty much what it is. Yeah. Well, JD, is there anything else you'd like to mention about the Loser Podcast or, or yourself or, or life or anything? I mean, realistically, I mean, that my whole life right now is pretty much just my family and podcasting and school, stuff like that. I'm pretty, very chill, like, not chill person. That's not what I was trying to guess, say. Like a very easy person to like, like catch on to. Because all I do is the couple things that I say. Like I'm at home all the time as a stay-at-home dad. So it's pretty much me. Oh, 
Well, thank you again for your time tonight. I, I really appreciate it. And I think that your listeners and, and people who are curious about the Loser Podcast are really going to enjoy learning more about you. See, like a little peek behind the curtain. So to speak. <laughs> right. Well, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. It was fun. It was really fun. And we got philosophical. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. It, it's, it's cool when you just come up with random conversations. That's pretty much what the immersion thing that's what happened we would just start talking about something and it would just blow up into this big conversation about something else so i know i, I like you made a good point i love zelda as well and you made a good point that you never felt immersed in it and i thought your your reasoning was valid i could see that yeah like that's you need something that's going to catch you and if you don't have something that's going to catch you it's just a game that you enjoy Mm-hmm. There's nothing That's, wrong with that, but yeah. at the same time, immersion is hard to pull off. Oh, yeah, it really is. And also, if you get immersed in a game, that is definitely one of the greatest feelings ever. Like, you, it's, it's definitely something that you don't get with every game, but when you get it with that specific game, it feels, it's, it's really cool. It's like something you just can't stop playing. So few and far between, but so yeah. exciting. Mm-hmm. Well, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at loser underscore podcast one. I think it is. I'm very bad <laughs> with that, but I'm pretty sure it's loser underscore podcast one. You can find me on Instagram, uh, the loser podcast. You can also find me on most of your um, podcast networks like Apple Podcasts, Google, Spreaker, stuff like that. You can find me. Uh, the loser podcast. Awesome. And you have a, you have a link tree on your Twitter profile, which is very helpful. Yeah, I have a link tree. It goes to my merch Patreon and where most of the podcast places you can find me. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. And if you have any questions about the loser podcast, reach out to JD. I'm sure he'd love to interact with you. Definitely. I love meeting new people. That's awesome. And we're so happy to meet new creators and, and get to know them better. Yeah, definitely. Well, you can find us on Boss Rush Games wherever you listen to podcasts, bossrushgames.com. Oh, gosh, I think we're at Boss Rush Network on Twitter. Help me out. I don't know, Corey, if you're listening to this, help me out. But, <laughs> but we have our, our network of shows, including the Loser Podcast. So, Check out everybody. We have a lot of cool content, a lot of really creative ideas. Mm -hmm. All right, guys, until next time, see you later. Bye.